And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning into this, the Wrap It Up podcast. The only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post game show there is streaming to you live online on Twitter and on Instagram and on YouTube. Pardon me. Wow. Something in my throat. <laughs> Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch. Check out the Twitch stream. We got you covered all over the place. You know where you can find the show. And that's important because you can take your comments and questions. And I know there's the the topic today is super interesting, super easy. It's clear. Montreal stand up. Right? I mean, what a crazy, crazy game. And I know the chats are filling up. All over the place, wherever you're catching the pod, again, live after each and every Toronto Raptors game, we got you covered. On YouTube, at Shell Alexander, or no, that one's Sheldon Alexander, same thing goes for Instagram, and we got you on Twitch, on Blast Podcast, and of course on Twitter. But if you want to get into the comments, you go to the YouTube page, that's where the comments are, Fuego Fire, they got the full chat going on there. Those are the supporters of this Wrap It Up podcast, part of the On Blast podcast network. And everyone's fired up because your Toronto Raptors win 112 to 106. Again, 112 to 106 against the OKC Thunder. And I know there's a lot going on with the Raps, you know, because you're talking about who's in the lineup, who's not in the lineup, all that fun stuff, who's in, who's out. Lots of easy conversation there, and we'll get there for sure. But off the bat, there's really just one place we can really go here, and that has to be about Montreal. And, you know, it's it's interesting. I've talked a bit about what's been going on with me lately, and, you know, with the new gig, we've been doing a lot of stuff on the pregame show. But one of the things we got to do today was we did a feature on the history of NBA players that were born from in Montreal. And it was an interesting look back because obviously there's some names that you might forget. There's some names you might remember. But the point of the whole thing was we're in a position now as a country of Canada. You look at a city like Montreal, which isn't always the first city in this country that comes up when you're talking about producing NBA talent. But you're heading into this game where you had three guys starting an NBA game all for Montreal. That's incredible. And, you know, in in this, it's been a weird time and I'm trying to articulate this well enough and I'm struggling in the moment because it's very strange. But like, we did, uh, we did a full feature on Montreal basketball. We did a full open on the three guys. And then not only do you do that, and there's some people who are going to think that you're stretching, right? Like you're you're, you're grasping at straws, trying to come up with storylines and things to talk about. But then the game happens, and Chris Boucher finishes with with 31 points on 10 of 16 shooting and 12 rebounds. Lou Dort, 29 points on 9 of 15 shooting. That's in an NBA game. So, you know, before, we used to be talking about, you know, okay, this is a great accolade because there's a Canadian playing in this game or there's a Canadian that got drafted. 
These dudes from Montreal are in the lineup and contributing and putting in work on an NBA game. I don't even care who's in the lineup and who's not. When you're putting up 30 pieces in the NBA, you're putting up 30 pieces in the NBA. Right? Like, that is a major, major accomplishment that we shouldn't be taking lightly at all. Like, that's an incredible thing to see. And you know what? I I salute just the whole movement here because Canada basketball is in such an interesting position. I know it sucks. Terrible news. Obviously what happened to Jamal Murray and he was going to be a really big part if there is an Olympics coming up later on this summer. But the reminders are there that like, yo, we out here. And when the accomplishment used to just be, oh, well, there's a Canadian on this team or there's a Canadian that got drafted. But now we're breaking it down to say, hey, there's three dudes from Montreal in the starting lineup. Like, that's crazy. I can't say that I would have pictured a moment like this, but then you take the step back and you realize, oh, this is just going to continue. That's incredible incredible and and i feel cool i feel blessed to be doing this and, and getting to like talk this out with people because it's not like you know the game just ended so it's not like i've taken time to gather my thoughts right it's been a long day it's been a a fun day but it's just really cool when you take that step back and realize and, and try to gain some perspective in terms of what we're talking about here because that's really really cool so again raptors win cool you know, at 112, 106, I'm sure a lot of people got some things to say because what's been going on in Raptor land lately, it's been kind of hectic. In case you missed it, I'll catch you up quickly. But yesterday, the Toronto Raptors were fined $25,000 by the NBA for, quote, failing to comply with league policies governing player rest and injury reporting, close quote. Basically, what that means is the Toronto Raptors were just resting players. Now... A lot of the talk has been about to tank or not to tank or whatever. And there's a lot of things all adding up at the same time. I mean, again, I've been talking about this on the pod for the last couple of weeks, but after the Raptors won an NBA championship, the expectations of what you want out of your franchise or what a successful season is, that bar just has changed. You're not the Sacramento Kings. You're not the Charlotte Hornets teams that you know just sniffing the playoffs is an accomplishment so making the play-in tournament isn't an accomplishment for Masai Ujiri Bobby Webster and the rest of this organization but then you add in the fact that three of your best players are also coming back from COVID and there's been a lot of discussion lately about just how that's affected different athletes and how, you know, Jason Tatum, he's what, a month back, three months back, something like that. And my guy has taken a puffer now, has to take a puffer before every game because he's still struggling with his breathing running up and down the floor. So you add that into the mix of the Toronto Raptors and you have these guys playing a tough schedule and you don't really want to rush them back because what's the point in rushing them back? So you rest them. But then you have the NBA that is dealing with this, with poor optics, I'll say. As you have Draymond Green talking about how he doesn't care about the play-in tournament. That's not why he plays. You have Mark Cuban and Luka Doncic complaining about the play-in tournament. 
because they're in seventh and are probably afraid of losing two games. So then they wouldn't be in the playoffs after finishing seventh. But you just have all these optics out here diminishing the value of the play in tournament. And you can't have that if you're the NBA. You've sold this to your rights holders as a way to gain money. You've sold this to the fans as a way to try to hype up the end of the regular season. You can't have your teams out here devaluing a system that you've put in to get people hyped. So that's why you come out and you do this to the Toronto Raptors. And I'm pretty sure I saw another team, same thing happened to them as well. But... The reason I bring this up is because all the raps did, I mean, first off, what's 25 grand to MLSE? Or I guess I should say, what's 25 grand to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know, kids. Anyways, I guess the actual line is 50 grand, but I don't want to spend time explaining the line. You get it or you don't, right? The point remains, though, you have this bogus fine and so what do the raptors do well for their injury report tonight og ananobi out with a left calf injury pascal siakam left shoulder injury fred van fleet left hip injury <laughs> so yeah right again whichever side you fall on i think the point remains and something else we've talked on the pod this team the infrastructure of this team is too good to actually, actually tank. Because Nick Nurse has shown you, because Nick Nurse has proven this, time and time again, whichever players you line up and tell him are available, he's going to put them in positions to succeed. And the only way you make this team and the only way you get minutes is by playing hard. And if you do that in the NBA, most often than not, you give yourself a chance to win night in and night out. And that's what's happening to the Raptors. They've won three games in a row. One, <laughs> And I'm laughing because of the ridiculous nature of it. They are blatantly sitting their best players and still finding ways to win. That, If that doesn't show you just what this organization has built up over the past seven years, I mean, come on, man. Throwing out Chris Boucher, Kem Birch, the new Freddie, Freddie Gillespie out there putting in work. And these guys are going out there and winning games. Just off effort, off team heart, off just, you know, that's just what this team is built off. So you go through and then Boucher with 31. Gary Trent Jr., 23. Malachi Flynn with 15. Gillespie off the bench with 10 points. Utah with 10 points. Stanley Johnson with 12 points. That's just what this team is. And I mean, yeah, the games will get tougher. You'll play some better teams coming up for sure. Cool, whatever. But they just went through a very tough portion of their schedule. Resting a bunch of players. And you're ending this run on a three-game win streak. It kind of makes you proud when you look at when you look at the team that you cheer for and you know that just the structure of this team is deep. The foundation of this team is real in terms of what they've built, the culture that they've built, and the kind of players that they go out and draft or find or whatever. When you put on that Raptor uniform, there's just a certain base level, a baseline that you got to bring before you even step on the court. And that's how you end up in a position where you have 
all these guys sitting out, and it doesn't matter. I mean, Tank Nation, I know there's people thinking about the draft pick. Heck, I've I've said from for a while, right? I want them to get Jalen Green somehow, some way. I don't think that's going to happen because, I mean, this team, they just play too hard. They play way too hard. The structure is way too good. And Nick Nurse is way too good of a coach. So, hey, you look at the positives and the positive is you cheer for a really good organization. <laughs> and you hope that regardless of where they draft, maybe they can find more good key pieces going forward. But again, this is all about the Montreal guys. So I want to hear your comments and questions. Again, if you're tuning in live to this podcast, whether you're on Twitter or Twitch or YouTube, send in your comments and questions because this podcast is about you, the fans of the Toronto Raptors. And of course, if you ever miss a pod live, know we got you covered. Wherever you get your podcasts, that would be on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, SoundCloud, and the aforementioned YouTube. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. But let's get to the comments because I know people are fired up. I know people got a lot to say. And I want to hear what people have to say here. <laughs> oh, it's young Janisa says, nice beard. Why, thank you. <laughs> uh, Janisa, Janisa. That's my goddaughter, by the way. Hello. Uh, Raul says... I I rather have Toronto go for the lottery pick. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I would say that if all things were equal, everyone involved with the Raptors organization would also want. Well, I shouldn't say that because the other part of the Chris Boucher's, Kem Birch, Gillespie, Utah, Stanley Johnson, those guys are playing for playing time next year, right? This is like their resume. This is like their audition tape. So they're going to go ham. Another comment says, do you think everything would change once the other guys come back? Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens here in the next couple games because there's a bit of space in between these games. So does everyone come back now that the games, you know, you got a bit of a, a, a run here where you only have two games over the next seven days, I think. So does everyone come back? I don't know. I'm interested to see how those lineups shake out or if people are still injured or not coming back or whatever. Let's switch over to YouTube. Uh, nice to see the 5-1-4 battle. Boucher wanted it and won. Uh, six raps players in double figures. Second half was much better with the raps sharing the ball and getting better shots. Boucher, clutch shot, huge. That Chris Boucher three was lovely that Chris Boucher three at the end and he had a big smile on his face he couldn't wipe the grin off his face he was fired up he knows and even in his post-game interview which I thought was really cool just to hear how you know locked in he was just understanding the moment right like there's kids in Montreal watching that game thinking why not me that is important Right, A lot of times for you to think that you can make it somewhere, you got to see someone before you get there. And instead of just, oh, there's Canadians in the NCAA, okay, cool. No, no, no. These guys are showing you as well that it's not about where you get drafted. It's about hard work and not quitting and not giving up and continuing to bust your ass. 
fighting through the adversity and figuring out a way to get to the league. Right? Chris Boucher, Kem Birch, Lou Dort, part of the interesting nature of their their place right now in the game is how they all got there. Right? And and that part is amazing. The grind it took. I mean, you couldn't wipe the smile off Boucher's face. Tammy says that was a, an amazing game. Uh, and two of them from Juco. Doesn't matter where you come from or how you get there. Yeah, that picture at the end, I didn't realize that. The dude that played junior college ball with Boucher, that's pretty cool as well. Thought that was really cool. An awesome moment for Canada basketball and just, you know, everyone involved with this team or Canada basketball. That's just a cool moment. A very cool moment. Whoa, the comments are really flowing in here on YouTube. I'd advise people to join in because, I mean, here we are. Nate says, great win. Impressed by the hustle. Uh, Susan says, oh, they're talking about how they missed me on Friday night. Friday night, I was I was busy. I got caught up with work. I know I missed that game, but I can sum up that, that podcast. It would have been, hey, Paul Watson shot the lights out. <laughs> But I was I was just prepping a bunch of stuff for the game today. So that's where I was on Friday. Apologies for missing Friday's pod. But as mentioned, yeah, we had a lot going on for this game and this pregame show. So we did a bunch of stuff on the Montreal guys. So I was just, you know, doing some work behind the scenes here. But I appreciate that you guys missed the pod. And, you know, sometimes that's just going to happen. Logan says... LOL, they're finding us for resting our starters because they know we're making the play-in while resting them. See, that would be amazing. The Raptors getting to the play-in tournament and still resting their guys. <laughs> that to me would be hilarious. Colin says, watching TD2 close out games with the Kings, 23 points, to see him bounce back. I mean, sure, whatever. I'm over Terrence Davis. Yeah, I'm not going there. There's a lot to say there, that, and I'm not going there. I'm saying I'm over him because he's not on the Raptors anymore. Um, Yeah, I don't want to get into that. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. We are, we are developing a new killer bench mob. I mean, these guys are playing hard. These guys are playing hard. There's a lot of talk about missing the pod on Friday. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. And says, Sheldon getting us hooked and then leaving us hanging after the last game. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There were just lots going on. Uh, K2's Garnett. I'm surprised Gary Trent Jr. passed the ball to Boucher on that three. Before that, I could count the amount of times that he passed on one hand. He needed to chill. He's not Kobe. Good win, though. Malachi becoming clutch in the fourth quarter. Yo, K2's Garnett might be the only person I've heard say negative things about Gary Trent Jr. I thought he was just, you know, overwhelmingly loved by the fan base. That's what I thought, anyways. Uh, Malachi's a great floor general. He's been stepping up. It's just been good getting him minutes, and that's the other part of this. I know the wins and losses and the tanking and all that, but overall... Those guys being out of the lineup, you're getting airspace for Chris Boucher and Malachi. You're letting them cook. You're letting them develop. You're giving them NBA experience playing crunch time minutes. That is huge. That is important. For sure. 
Here's another comment. Being from Montreal, this game is huge for Montreal and Canadian basketball makes me proud. I mean, totally agree with that sentiment for sure. Like, it was interesting, right? One of the things we talked about was that, what was it, the 1983 draft. There were three Canadians taken, two Canadians in the first round, and one was Leo Routens, right, who went 17th and 24th right, was uh, Granger. Why am I forgetting his first name now? I'm drawing a blank. Stuart Granger. Wow. I don't, see, my my brain's turned into mush just because there's been so much going on, but Stuart Granger, right? 24th overall. And then after that, you know, there's a list you go through and it's like Bill Wennington and Joel, Joel Anthony. And, you know, you had Sammy D, Sam D'Alembert, who has some Montreal ties. But those guys, you know, those guys are solid players. Lou Dort, like, those guys didn't really have the moment. Like, Lou Dort in Game 7 against James Harden last year, like, that's a real big-time moment, right? Chris Boucher has rings, right? Like, I don't know, man. It's just a cool moment. And yes, before anyone writes in, I know Bill Wennington won rings. I know Joel Anthony has rings too. I get it. I know what you're saying. I understand it. I get it. Trust me. I'm just saying this is cool to see the continued development. That we're, we've moved past the marker of counting Canadians to now we're counting Montrealers. <laughs> That's amazing. Aisha says, we all love Birch and Gillespie, right? Baines traumatized us as fans so much that we struggle to accept good centers. If only Birch started the beginning of this season and Gillespie is a backup for Boucher. I mean, and Boucher at the four. Boucher is a backup for the four. Pardon me. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of changes things. I think the biggest problem with, with Baines was that he was so much of a detriment to the team. Whereas I feel like Gillespie and Birch... They're never really doing too much. And I've always said the thing that got me about Baines was why he was always attempting three-point shots. I never understood that. Never understood it. Whatever. We're past it. Got some centers that are doing well for the Raps. Enjoy that wave. Let's keep going with the comments. In our last game against OKC, Moses was unstoppable. Today, he was not even a factor. Raps are focused. More comments. Canadian basketball has come a really long way. I feel we can have an all-Canadian all-star team maybe pushing it, though. No, 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 no. Like, there are NBA players that, wouldn't get, that won't get minutes on the Canadian national team. Right? Like, that's an incredible thing when you really break it down. That's how many Canadians are there. We're actually going to work on something for next week's game against the Knicks, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Dort is so good. I'm proud of him. Not against the Raps, though. Hope he had a bruised thumb or something tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Glow Girl Smile says, I wanted the Raps to go after Dort, but glad we got Birch. I mean, OKC's not letting go of Dort, right? Like, they got him on a very cheap contract. They renewed his contract. Like, my guy, yeah, they love him. They love him. K2's Garnett laughing at me because I stay quoting Jay-Z. Hey, if you're a longtime follower of the pod, I mean, it says right on the laptop, right? What would Hova do? Just saying. Just saying. 
More comments. Not tanking. Player development with a wink emoji. Totally agree. York Baller says, great win for Team Canada. This is Boucher Day. Great to see. Uh, Nate says, player development, always a bonus. Uh, I'm I'm just going to read a bunch of comments. This is incredible. I love hearing how fired up the fan base is. Uh, This game was very well rounded and the Battle of Montreal. I think that's awesome. Uh... At some point, I would like to see a five-man all-Canadian player on the court at the same time for the Raptors. Uh, I mean, that would be interesting, for sure. I mean, <laughs> who who says that's not possible, right? Who says that's not possible? T.Dot Raptor says if Boucher can improve his handle a little bit, he'll be real spooky out there. Boucher's game, man, he never lacked confidence. And in this moment with all these guys out, you're seeing him show more and more, you know, off the dribble stuff. And I'm stunned at that. But again, this is a guy that at every level when he's been given a chance, he puts in work. He puts up numbers. It's just, you know, go back, go through it. Whether it was the G League, whether it was at at, uh, Oregon, wherever it is, he puts up numbers. Because it's just all hustle. What else we got here? Uh, Jody says, Boucher's got more clutch shots than Pascal. Yo, come on, man. <laughs> Yo. I don't even know what to say about that. I'm, I'm just going to move on from that and say uh, point taken. Okay. Uh, Boucher has that dog in him. Uh, what else we got? How about that Aaron Baines stat line? Wow. Shots fired. More comments. Montreal always had good ballers, even from the high school days when Western used to slap everyone and lose to the Montreal teams. <laughs> uh, Style says, first time ever that two Canadians led were the leading scorers for both teams. That's a pretty good stat. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, I guess that does... I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I was trying to think if like maybe Shea or Jamal Murray. No, they never led against each other. It's interesting though. Interesting. I'd have to look that one up to make sure though. A lot of Bane slander going on in the chat, which I totally understand. Everyone knows I was not, you know, on the Aaron Baines trade. There's a story I wish I could tell on the pod, but I just can't. But yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll save it for the book. Uh, someone's asking, what's Boucher's ceiling? I mean, Boucher can be a solid bench player on a really, really good team. Listen, there's not a team, like no matter how good your team is, you're always going to be able to use a guy who comes off the bench and just busts his ass on the offensive glass. Any team could use that. You plug Chris Boucher on the Nets, the Nets would appreciate Chris Boucher coming off their bench and getting rebounds and blocking shots and hitting wide open threes. MC Maestro says, I think Boucher and Burt should be called the French Connection. Hmm, interesting, not bad. Uh, More comments, imagine Shea wasn't injured, there would have been four Canadians playing in a game, four Canadians starting in a game. That would have been incredible. Mark says, these wins are another way to develop your talent. The better these guys play, the better their value becomes for for our trade value. It's a good way to look at it. Building your assets up, right? Asset management. We talk about that all the time. 
someone says, Sheldon, no need to apologize. I don't know what I apologized for. I can't remember, but I don't know. Point taken, though. I'll remember that next time I think about apologizing for something. Uh, what else we got? Watch how the Raps start playing everyone with six games left in the season. I mean, I don't know how much they really want that, but I'm, I'm interested to see how that all plays out. Because, you know, do you want to come in 10th? You win two games, you end up in the playoffs. And I think the Raps, a fully healthy Raptors team, could give Philly a go. I firmly believe that. Now, do they want to do that? I have no idea. How hurt is Kyle? How banged up is Kyle? How much are Pascal and and Freddie and OG coming off of this COVID and the breathing and all that? I don't know. But either way, I mean, positive vibes right now for the Toronto Raptors as they just continue to, to surprise people, but not the people who follow this team. I, I've said for a while that I didn't think they would be able to tank because they're too good to tank. The organization is too good to tank. The organization is too strong to tank. The development of this team is too good to tank. So, I mean, you can hold guys out of the lineup and the Raptors are doing that. But this next man up mentality is too real. Your Toronto Raptors win against the Oklahoma City Thunder their third game in a row. Raptors win 112 to 106. No Kyle, no Fred, no OG, no Pascal. It doesn't matter. Because this game was all about Montreal. Montreal stand up. Chris Boucher, Lou Dort putting in work. Chris Boucher with 31 points and 11 rebounds on 10 of 17 shooting. A career high six three-pointers for Chris Boucher. Lou Dort, on the other hand, 29 points, 9 of 15 from the floor, 5 of 8 from 3. I mean, and these guys came out gunning. 21 points, 21 of Dort's 29 came in the first quarter. 17 of Boucher's 31 came in the first quarter. Like, these guys were on one early. They understood the moment. They understood everyone back home in Canada, and especially Montreal, would be watching and repping. And that's an incredible moment. So salute to all those guys who continue to put on for Canada basketball and for Montreal. Montreal stand up. Big win for the Toronto Raptors. Big win for Canada basketball. And a big win for Montreal. Thank you guys for tuning in to this to Wrap It Up podcast. The only live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show there is. Again, streaming live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. You can catch us on youtube like and subscribe there that way you get the notification as soon as we pop up you can even plug us in on your tv your smart tv and watch us there but we got you covered like and subscribe at sheldon alexander on youtube same thing goes for twitch on blast podcast you can find us there and on twitter at shell alexander after that the podcast ends up wherever you get your pods apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud And of course, the aforementioned YouTube and Twitch, like and subscribe, tell your friends, this is your show, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show there is, meant for moments like this, wins when people don't expect it, wins when we get to talk about Canada basketball, just whatever's on the mind of Raptors fans and Canada basketball fans alike, we are always here to discuss. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. 
This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.